And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about each uh, week's new releases of comics. So this week um, is May 11th, 2023. It is a Thursday. So for those of you who don't know, uh, new DC comics come out every Tuesdays. New Marvel and indie comics come out every Wednesdays. And we are here on a Thursday, May 11th, 2023, to talk about everything that came out this week from all the different publishers. I am your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you're watching this live, you are watching us on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know you're out there if you're watching. Uh, also, let us know you're out there if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, this is released there. For those of you who can see him, awesome. We got our guest, Trevor Reese, aka Trevor Copter, back on the show. Yeah. Trevor, how's it going, man? It's going good. Been a minute. I mean, obviously we we talk, yeah. um, but it's been a minute since I've been on the show. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so honestly, like I like realize like how far back I am. Like I I didn't get a chance to read it because I'm so far back. But oh, I'm far behind. Out. Yeah, far yeah, behind. yeah. I'm I'm very far behind my reading and just in general. Yeah. Um, and so like this week's Saga sixty four came out, and I realized I was four issues behind. Like I looked at him, I'm like, oh my god! Like I, I did not realize how much I had la like let my reading lapse. Uh -huh. Like I, I have not had a strong 2023 when it comes to my comic book reading. And so being on the show is nice because it's helping me re reconfigure myself. Get back is in. being on the show a burden? No, it's an incentive. It is okay. So, so being on the show allows you to be like, okay, I got to read X amount of comics yes this week it, yes right? it for it, it forces me back into my habit it forces me back into like having this show gives me a reason to stay on top of things more than just my want and, and desires do you feel because a lot of people a lot of people um their critique of like just comic books as a passion as a hobby is that like you know there's a lot to catch up on what do you know what to read blah 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 do you feel you being a diehard comic fan, if you slip and you miss 10 issues of a comic, what do you do? Oh, I can jump back in. Like that, like at this point, I know these characters so well that it's really just trying to understand the context of the current story. Like, I'm pretty far behind on Amazing Spider-Man, and I just picked up 25. Um, which actually is a tradition of me because this is the first i always say that's the first comic that like got me into it this is amazing spider-man volume two issue 24 which is this uh maximum security uh crossover right it's maximum I, I think i've said this on the that's your first one you ever read right? is that, that, no it's 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 the one that got me into my fandom technically like the first comics i read were either archie or sonic the hedgehog like sonic the hedgehog was like oh. the first book yeah. I followed like passionately, and they were but, owned by the same company, right? Yeah, they were. Arch, I don't yeah. Know Archie, Archie are. published Archie Comics published Sonic for the, a long, long time. They're the reason Sonic is a known entity as a comic book property is because of Archie Comics. You think and Sonic like, would have died as a franchise? Not as a franchise, but as a. Do you comic think like book. the video game was enough to keep up people's love of? I mean, uh, th Sonic. There's, there's never been a Mario comic, and I don't think there's ever been a need. Like, I wouldn't say that Sonic, like, slips from the popular consciousness because the video games do a good job. And then mm -hmm. him, like, being like Smash Brothers and all this stuff and things like that. Like, I think the video games have kept him up. 
I'm saying Archie Comics carried the torch for a long, long time. Like yeah. unsung. Like because now there's all these books. And like it's I think it's kind of it kind of sucks that the the movies come out and Archie's not the one publishing them. It's I, I think it's IDW has uh Sonic yeah. now. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it is a little bit of like they kept they kept the fire and darkness going and allowed Sonic I mean there have been Sega no longer produces consoles. Like that's right. how lean Sega has gotten in the years since Sonic's heyday. What is just what is it just IP now? Yeah, they they're they're a video game. They're they're um just a publisher. They're they're just a uh, game creator, but they don't have they're not in the console game anymore. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the I Dreamcast, know that. Because you Dreamcast. and I are old enough to have lived during Sega, during Rare. Rare like Rare yeah. doesn't exist, right? What like it, I the war the console wars, we were there for the first shots. Like, I mean, great. Well, right. I mean, Atari and all and um, the early days, there's some wild west stuff happening there but uh yeah the 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 nintendo sega was the first like major war in the consoles yeah and then it became nintendo and sony and then it just sort of faded and everyone like because xbox it's it's really just sony dominating now i think it's fun well i'm i'm gonna disagree but uh we can't get into we can't get into this isn't video game video this is not video game talk Right, maybe but one day the key will have video game talk, but, but the crossover yeah. here is, <laughs> is Sonic. Sonic? Yes, yeah. uh, that was speaking of uh, Saga as well. Every year, Brian K. Vaughn does um, like a, a survey of uh, the fans, mm-hmm. like one letter. He's he's like one of the only comics that still does a letter letters page. It's wonderful. Really yeah. makes Saga like its own little community, but he does. Uh, like a survey and the first time he did it i responded to it and he posted and one of the questions was what was the first comic you ever read and he like printed out the like basically he has the question it's like a paragraph kind of like sharing his thoughts on what the results were like oh well like i saw a lot of people like read their first comic like was like archie or uh uh spider-man batman superman like the, all the same things but he made sure at a point he he highlighted my answer because he said like and for some reason sonic the hedgehog for one person yeah like i was the one person who sonic the hedgehog was their gateway drug into comic i mean it makes sense you know it just it makes sense especially back in the supermarket time back when yeah. there were oh, comics and super wonderful as a kid, you're going to grab it. Like I, yeah. I was the type of kid to look at like the tap. Like I didn't touch. I wasn't allowed to touch anything in, in in the grocery stores. But if we're talking like looking at, I was reading anything I can get my eyes on just on the cover alone. So yeah. I'm reading like like oh, Sasquatch has his baby. Like I'm just reading every whether it's People magazine, whether it's like a tabloid, whatever. Yeah. Like I am there reading anything. I can't imagine. So uh, separate, the, the comics were in the magazine section. They weren't up front where kids can like grab them. But I'm pretty sure if I could have grabbed them, I would have. Yeah, see, we, uh, my supermarket, Murphy's Market, uh, named after my friend Tate's uh, grandfather. Um, Do you live in a small town? I live in a small town. Like I knew. Oh, really? Oh, I, I was just joking. I thought, yeah. you're not from LA? No, I'm from a place mm-hmm. called Eureka. 
I'm in California, okay. Northern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the Red Where Archimedes lived. Yeah. Right. Um, Archimedes came up with so, Eureka, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. okay. So anyway, the there was like a little, like right as you walk in, there's like a little like side little cubicle thing for like mag like an aisle you can walk through and there are magazines here. And then on this side, it was like the kind of like, you know how they have like toys or stuff like that. Yeah. It was like the toys and then like a specific comic book rack that would have like a couple Marvels, new Marvels every week, uh, some DC stuff. And yeah. then like Harvey comics, like it'd have like a, a something like a Casper like or like a Richie Rich. Oh, yeah, like yeah. one of those like offbeat ones. Um, but those that was how I and, and Archie and Sonic, that was like how I was reading was through that. And because I was buying stuff like I jumped into the game already in progress, that's what got me to comic book stores was like there's no way to get a back issue at the supermarket. Like that the, right. after after a, a month's pass, they've sent it back to the publisher to get their refund. Um and Which so, yeah, is uh, you you send it's like for a discount, like for credit for future stuff with your account. Basically, mm -hmm. what you don't sell, the uh, publisher buys back. But I, I used to do that when I worked at bookstore. You just rip off the cover, you put them all in a box, and then you oh. send them off. That's wild. Uh, do they still do that? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I think it's still a thing. Okay. Yeah, um, it's like a, it's like a long-standing like public mag magazine publishing like distributor. Um, I think it's probably more with the distributor than the publisher. It's more of a distributor thing. Like you send it back to them and yeah. they give you a credit on your account with them. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, been in that side of things. It's also just, I mean, the industry has changed a lot. Um, something that is new that, that is, I mean, relatively new as of correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I was telling my roommate uh, justice uh, about free comic book day. And mm. did it start? Was the first ever free comic book day the the weekend that the first Raimi Spider Man came out? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was that weekend. It was the first that weekend might be of true. May, and that it came might be out true. that same weekend in 2002. Was it? Yeah, that I think that might be true. That I believe. So I'm not just making shit up. No, because I think it was intentional. Because we also have to remember, like. Spider-Man always feels like the first superhero movie, but X-Men already happened at this point. Yeah. Spider-Man was just the first hundred million. Superman, Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah, Superman and Batman's and all those like were happening too. But, but like, Spider-Man was like it goes finally yeah. entered the mainstream. Yeah. And so, but a cup like the foundation was there to like kind of start stuff. Um, and so yeah. yeah, free comic book day was um cooked up by the I think it was I want to say it was cooked up by Diamond. Probably. Um, we were just, we were talking to the publishers. We were talking before the show, just how it, back in that day, and now it's 2023, back in that day, it was kind of like reprints of old comics to get you interested. But now Free Comic Book Day is teasers for upcoming events and that sort of thing. They're much better yeah. now. The Free Comic Book, what I'm trying to say is Free Comic yeah. Book Day is much better now than it was back in 2002. But you had to get the ball rolling somehow. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not here to. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it it was like it was a risk. That's that's the other thing. It's like now it's it's a tradition. Like it's a staple. Like we know Free Comic Book Day is the first Saturday in May. Like that's tradition. But that first right. year or two, it was just like a 
let's see what what this does. And so there was no Diamond hadn't really come up with any incentive for free comic like any incentive other than to just get comics in the hands of readers. Right. They didn't know what if it was going to pull people back in. Like they didn't really know its effects. So yeah, the publishers just sort of hedged their bets. But like I think what's Im- more important is not what they put out, but just that the whole it's like industry wide and kind of has always been no yeah. one's ever really pushed back against it as far as i recall there might have been times where dc's been a little buttholes about it or something um by but, the way shout out to jim lee new president of dc comics right yeah, jim lee i was and... i post on my, i post on my twitter that like between jim lee and james gunn like dc has never felt like in better hands I, I agree. Um, we, we will get to the comics that we read this week. I just wanted to shout out um, my friend, Michelle, uh, who I don't think listens to this show, um, but I'm also afraid of her listening to this show, mostly because uh, she is a huge DC fan. And I feel like we may differ on certain things and we have a lot in common on other things. Anyway, she was show, she showed me that they are hiring a new marketing vice president of marketing at DC Comics. And so um, her joke was, did they ever have a vice president of marketing? <laughs> I mean, these are like, they used to have stuff going on. They used to know it. It's not their, yeah. their problem isn't marketing. I mean, maybe it is. Because like, how do you get books in the hands of new readers? How do you make comics mainstream again? You can. I believe in it. But the goal is, the, the the way you do it, you have to make people know where to start. You have to show you have to you have to incentivize new readers to come in I, and read your stuff, and you have to also reward old readers for having stuck around this whole time. I it mean, that's tough. that's that's the thread. That's that's the needle to thread because that the new fifty two was that. I got look no creative, the new fifty two was a screw you to old no, readers. No, 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 no. The the new fifty two was a creative disaster. Mm-hmm. From a marketing and publishing standpoint, it went gangbusters. Yeah. That's why they oh. that's why they held on to it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember my um uh Kathy, she ran the comic book store in my um college town. Um yeah. and uh the comic book box. And I did a commercial for the new 52. DC released its own copy for a commercial and said, Hey, if you do a commercial, we'll give you a discount on the books. But I remember saying because I was uh, action comics this point was probably still in the 800s, high okay. 800s. Okay. But I was just like, God, like, wouldn't it be cool to see like action comics 1000? But now we're going to reset it. And Kathy, as a store owner and as a, a, a someone who's run a store for a long, long time and and is friends with people within the industry, like this is mm-hmm. just north of San Francisco. And so we went to like we went to ape a bunch the uh, yeah. uh comic-con small press expo um yeah. and she's like where are the people buying it like we want action comics to reach a thousand but no one's buying it now and I so i just think i'm a big i'm a big believer and you can have your cake and eat it too and so i, mean, I that, feel like you don't need a you don't need a universe-wide reboot you just need to rethink well, and understand where are kids coming from but that's also where Mar- Marvel's response to New 52 was Marvel Now, which they didn't do a line ride reboot, but did 
cancel other books and relaunch them as all new number ones. So which I, I'm a big fan of what's called uh, initiatives. So DC had Rebirth, then Infinite Frontier, now Dawn of DC, which we got to get to the books that we read this week. But like, that's what I'm I'm a fan of, as opposed to reboots, initiatives. We're trying to push. Something. Well, that's and that's the thing. But also like the New 52 was hampered by the fact that DC didn't do a hard reboot. They they let Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns continue their runs on uh, Batman you and Green Lantern. Hindered by that? Yeah, like they. Okay, like, before I kick you off this show, let's let's no, move on. It, to, I've, no, I'm I've, joking, I've, I've, I've 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 not come around to defend the New Fifty Two, but I right. have been reading stuff recently of just like I've come to a place of understanding. Because also, I un- understand until I until the books came out, the New Fifty Two was exciting. It was, and then, yeah, and, then and then you read it, it was like, oh, but no. also like that was that was also the same summer of like the ultimate re- relaunch like death of spider-man miles morales like that was yeah. a great period that was a fun all, period all i will say is that when marvel did the ultimate marvel universe which got me into marvel mm-hmm. i will admit ultimate x-men was my bread and butter in junior high it was i was reading it i was like dot comics right was a thing mm-hmm. they would just release them for free online that's what marvel did with their ultimate line they released them for free and they got me hooked. I was, I was on, I was addicted. And so uh, they had the ultimate universe and the 616. That is, that's how I got into it. And and yeah. I hopped over to the 616, you know? But I, and honestly, that's, I think what needs to be conveyed to new readers is once you understand these characters, you can just jump in. Like that's so what the movies are, are like, you, like yeah. everyone's like, what's a good jumping on point? Just jump in, man. If you yeah. know, if you know who Rocket Raccoon is from the Guardians, if you've only seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you know those characters. There, there might be little like differences from the comics just because of the the context of these characters and the difference of the medium. But if you know those characters, you can jump in. Because I will say, like we're we're making fun of DC. I've I'm not. I'm not. No, I, I, no, I'm, no, I'm no, loving no. where DC is at right now. No, no, no. But they're marketing. They're, they're, they're getting, yes. getting fans in. I'm seeing stuff for the Flash movie have tag pictures with see where it started and okay. like a little. That is a recent thing. That is a recent thing that I applaud. Something. But that when is they... Marvel? Eh, I've never seen Marvel do that for any MCU thing. Yeah, Marvel doesn't. I've never seen Marvel do that at all. Maybe maybe they don't feel they don't need it, but DC has been doing that where they tag the trailers on YouTube with at the end a five second little thing about like showing you which comics to read. Well, just reminding you that. Yeah, but it is like I I do think that like what we should be preaching is just jump in. Every if you you fall in love with these characters from the nether medium, because I bring this up all the time. Superman, you know how much of Superman that we take as definitive lore came, oh, right. came from, from a radio show? Yeah. So so here are two thoughts that I have. I think community makes all the difference when you yeah. have friends, when you even if you're on Reddit, when you know other people that are reading. And some of some of those sites though don't fall for those trolls or those, you know, nationalist supremacist. People out there that are on message boards, don't fall for that. But follow, you know, read about like other people that are loving what you're loving. 
you know, read, if you love something, find the people that are loving that. That I think is the biggest thing with the comic book reading with the industry. The industry should run on community. Second thing is whenever I have you on the show, Trevor, I always feel like I need to make a different show called like state of the comic industry or state of the comic nation or something like that. Right. We got to get to what, yeah. what's the what premise happened of the show? this week? What, what happened, happened this week? week? And we always talk about, well, what happened 25 years ago, Trevor? What? It's what it, it's always, let's spend half an hour to give the context of what this week is. Yes. But John Oliver. Yeah. Um, which I would love. Uh, okay, look, I would would I love to expand to another podcast? Yes, but let's uh, let's get let's down to the nitty gritty. Uh, all right, you all you pick. Prepped. All right, you. Start I want to know what you read. What you read? I want right. to know. Your, I got my I got my list. What yeah. I got in front of me. Yeah. Um, I read Amazing Spider-Man twenty-five. What mm-hmm. happened to Mary Jane? Mm-hmm. Um, Green Lantern number one, Silk number one, Extreme Venom verse number one, Batman Incorporated number eight. Uh, Spirit World number one, Daredevil uh, number eleven, and Nemesis number five. But also read all of Nemesis. Nemesis Reloaded number five. Nemesis Reloaded. I read the whole series. Yeah. Okay. Um, my awesome. list. There's there's some there's some crossover. Uh, I also read Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-five, Nemesis Reloaded five. I read Star Girl and the Lost Children number six. I read Silk number one. I read Daredevil 11. Um, Also, you know, I'm a big X-Men fan, right? So Wolverine 33, X-Men Red 11, which I was very excited about. Um, The Ambassadors number four, which is also another Miller World title. Um, And then that's what I read. So there were two Miller World books, right? They came out this week. And it's built into a Miller World summer. Yeah, with the big game. Yeah, which makes me, I don't, I don't know what's included and what's not, and we we'll go over Nemesis Reloaded five. Um, I, I yeah, let's save that towards the end because I kind of want to deep dive into Miller World. Like I want, I want to, I want to wade in that pool. So yeah, okay. let's save that. Let's let's get through. Let's knock through some of the other stuff, and then let's. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk. Miller you don't World. read the X Men titles, right? I do. I've just fallen off. I really like, honestly, like. I love Gary Dugan and all those people who have stepped up. But is it Gary uh, or Jerry? I've heard it either way. Um, <laughs> and I there was a funny meme I saw that I put reposted online. It's like yeah. God just came down and said it's pronounced Jod and then just left. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pronounced Job. <laughs> like, Job, I don't know. But um you know, yeah, I haven't really I haven't really checked in with uh the X-Men since Hickman left. Uh it's still good. Still... See, I don't, I don't doubt it. I like because I like, I like this, but Hickman leaving it took this kind of took the sales out. But I did read the Free Comic Book Day issue with them, with supposedly Cyclops's death again, but right. Captain Krakoa, Uncanny Avengers, yeah, yeah, I Uncanny skimmed Avengers. that one, the, the, the return of the Uncanny Avengers. That one, that is a book that started strong and then ended very weakly. I even forget but, how Uncanny Avengers because there's it two was volumes like, of it, right? It was real, like yeah, it, yeah. It was like it, the Apocalypse Twins and like this whole like okay. rebooting of reality. It was it was good, but it, yeah, the wheels just kind of came off. I, did, I think because it, 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 it got led up to Secret Wars. Is it because of Secret Wars? No, it, it happened way before. It, this 
happened before Secret Wars. At least the the the, un, the first iteration of Uncanny. Uh, it went through all through AVX, and oh no, through no, Axis. it was it was Axis. it was it was it was it started. Yeah. It started because of AVX because but it was like it went through the Axis. Avengers. Yeah, I think Axis is what derailed it. Yeah, because okay. because Alex Summers was left like defo- like like he was disfigured. still flipped. He was still flipped. Yeah, he got flipped, and Sabretooth got flipped back. Right, and then in some point got flipped back again. Yeah, um, I I, I love I love me my X Men. I will I. Truth be told, the only time I did fall off of X-Men was the age of X-Men stuff. And that and then that was right before the Krakoa kind of oh yeah relaunch yeah, of yeah, everything. Yeah. So I, I remember told, checking I in on that like stuff. Most people of fell X. off of X-Men, or, you know, around yeah. that time. So it's like, I get it. I get it. They were like, where are we going with this? They're like, Yeah, well, you know. So I stand by them. Tell me what your pick of the week is. Um, oh crap. Um, my battery might die. I might lose you. I might have to switch to my, um, we're good though. Okay. See how it goes. Um, okay. yeah, cause I, I, lo- I lent out my charge plug to a production. I thought it was oh. going to be a problem. Um, yeah. pick of the week is nemesis. Okay. Um, fuck that. What's your second pick of the week? Second pick of the week. Um, Honestly, I'm looking at my list. I like Daredevil. I didn't really kind of understand it. I'm missing context. I'm I'm behind on oh. that. But okay. I, I, Batman Inc. was fun. You, okay, I'm a couple. I'm like an issue or two behind on Batman Inc. But but if you want Batman Inc. to be your pick, let's talk about it. Um. What's going on in Batman Inc? Batman so Inc. Batman, they just, yeah, so they're starting up a, a new storyline where uh, basically the Joker has decided it's time for Joker Incorporated. Of course he does. And that's yeah. okay. That's part of his it, appeal. It, yeah. Is he just like, it, yeah, that's what I like. A joke, uh, like this kind of Joker. Like he, he like straight up murders some people in it, but he's like also like, but like marketing man, like <laughs> this, yeah. this, it is the joke. He tried to patent fish as like a right. dastardly plan. And right. like, he, like the Jack Nicholson one did have the same thing. Um, I mean, he's not my favorite Joker, but yeah, but I, yeah, this, this kind of is my, my Joker taste is more this. Yeah. I, I like a more hard, like, like a Mark Hamill, Cesar Romero theatrical, theatricality is a big thing theatricality is a big thing that misses with a lot of adaptations with the joker yeah um yeah he he wants the the big like like yeah why wouldn't he like like dance his way into a room that's yeah even like yeah like even though it's such a different it's such a different shade that we had never seen before but heath ledger like is all theatrics is all theatrics but it's just uh, yeah so okay. stripped down well because you know stripped he walks down. yes yeah it, it's so stripped down but like you have stuff like the the champagne thing where he tosses it off and then drinks it and it's like what and then when he goes to right. hell there and like slaughter lap likes and then like and also 
you know what? I'm going to make sure there's two fairies, one with good people, one with bad people. And let's make him have an emotional philosophical debate. Like that's theatrics. Like, right. It's such a, di- yeah, it's obviously it's the, it's filtered through Nolan, but like when Joker is like, like we're having a good time gang. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to, I think Joker definitely needs to be fun as a character. You know? Yeah. So the fact is, you're saying in this one, he sees that Batman has his team of Batman. Well, technically Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker's running Batman Inc. right now, right? Yes. And like I read up until yeah, a couple issues ago. And so like I'm I'm pretty caught up. Yeah. But he sees that, like, okay, he has that. Yeah. So then Joker creates a Joker Incorporated. Yeah, basically there's like these different kind of clown uh villains that start popping up and terrorizing. Are there? Yeah. Okay. There's like a French like uh Cirque de so uh he's, he's Charles de Gaulle. Oh, Comedia de Arte? Yeah, he is like a Comedia de Arte, but he's, he's Charles de Gaulle uh is his name. Okay. But um that it's because it's but it's also fun and what gives this issue energy is it's a part one of a storyline. And those yeah. are always like big theatrics because you gotta start put you like you got to show the stakes like the first issue of a storyline is always like here are the stakes and then the heroes are going to be slowly pushed against the wall for the next from issues two to five and then six the victory or or at least the conclusion of the story if not if it doesn't end in victory sometimes it doesn't especially with the joke especially with the joker it does not end in a complete victory and so i like yeah when it's uh, these first issues when it's like the plot is launched you can really like put the characters up against a wall and have fun with it you like a good a good start like the start of an arc for you is jump off a cliff and then have the rest of the couple issues you figure out how you're yeah someone's yeah someone's thrown from a plane at the end right. of issue one, that's the cliffhanger. Well, I that's meant metaphorically, a... but yes. No, but yeah, you no, know, that I don't think that ha- that's what happens in this. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, the metaphorical like tossed out, just yeah, and then we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I I mean, Batman Incorporated is a very underrated series. I'll be honest. Um, um, just in general, but like, oh, um, so uh. Batman Incorporated uh, is a very underrated um, series. Uh, I have, like, Trevor's gone right now. Trevor had to uh, log out, and then he'll hopefully be back. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, Batman Incorporated, it's really, uh, it's really a fun one. There's different Batman from around the world. Now, Batman Incorporated originally came out uh uh it was it was a long time ago basically old batman comics i think 50s or 60s used to have what was called batman of all nations i believe and so there was a batman from argentina and a batman from france but it wasn't it wasn't just a batman it were it was characters that were inspired by batman like characters in universe that picked up their own mantle and became their country's defender much like Batman. Not that Batman's their country's defender. Um, anyway, shout out to uh, to Byron Myron Fyron uh, that said Guardians of the Galaxy was so good. Yes, thank you. Uh, they're on, Byron's on Twitch letting us know that Guardians of the Galaxy was so good. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy also has a number one comic that uh, came out 
recently that I do recommend if people are trying to get back into Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one um, was a good start. It came out a couple weeks ago, but um, uh, it, it was a... Uh, if you like the movie, definitely check out the Guardians of the Galaxy comics, at least the kind that have come out in the last 10, 15 years. Um, Trevor, how you doing? You back? Yes. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so with Bat- okay, but that was Batman Inc. number eight. My pick of the week, um, if it's not going to be Nemesis Reloaded, because I, 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 I don't know. I don't know whether it's it's a it's X-Men Red number 11. I was looking at at my list of things. Yeah. There's a lot of good books this week. I like it. But X- X-Men Red, Red that's Storm's book, right? That's It that's is it is it's it the is, Mars. It is my queen's book. It is her book and her alone. What what's cool about X-Men Red is they had a really good lineup when the when it first started. Cuz basically the goal of X-Men Red is that the planet of Mars is colonized by mutants and set as the capital of our solar system. It is called Arako. Um, and Arako is now the, like, there's mutants there, there's a spaceport, so on and so forth. Well, that yeah, that's that's the, all the people who came out from Sort of X, right? Or Sort of 10. Yes, the, the Araki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're kind of more warlike, but, but they've gone into it a little bit more, st- stating that, from the surface, we can look at them as savages, essentially. But when we get into the way they process their, their, um, they process trauma in different ways, right? So that's kind of like they, they, they're very, it's just different. It's just a cultural difference. But the point being is Storm is the regent. So she's like the queen, but she's not calling herself queen of Arako. And she's on the council on Arako, just like she is on Krakoa. Um, but the original lineup in this book was like a was a like a lot of my favorite characters. It was Magneto, it was Storm, it was Sunspot, and then they they introduced this new guy called the Fisher or the Fisher King, I think. But then the Axe Judgment Day came into effect and did their crossover event, and Magneto died. And so now though, it's it's pretty much Storm's book, Sunspot, and then Nova. Nova okay. has like popped in. You know, and Nova's, uh, I don't know if you've read any like recent stuff with Nova, but like Nova is proving himself like a mutant ally, like an ally okay. to, mutant, to mutant kind. And he's really like showing up for the mutants. Whereas my lifelong thing is that the Avengers don't show up for mutant problems. The Avengers yeah. are off doing their own thing and they always forget about the mutants. Imagine that, you know, really nice. Yeah, that's stuff. their whole thing. You know, the, the yeah, and it's like the Avengers are very much all lives matter. Yeah. You know, the Avengers that, have never. That's why Age of or why AVX happened in the first place. Yes. And then Uncanny Avengers, the Unity Squad comes out of it, you know. But in this yeah. issue, they've released, they've, uh, they've, they've introduced a new character. I believe his name is Craig. He is Great. a he is a human medic. I think he's either a scientist or a doctor or some sort. And he was assigned by Sword to to help the like the, some of the communities on Arako. So he was not assigned by Krakoa. He's not a mutant. 
And when Uranus from the Eternals came to attack Arako, Mars, uh, he was ready to give up his life to save people, right? And so Storm recognized that. And this issue, they go on a date. Oh. I am so happy. I, I I was reading this. Storm had this amazing dress that I was like, oh, va va boom. My 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 opinion is that nobody is good enough for Storm. Okay, even though I love Black Panther, he's not good enough for Storm. Um, Wolverine not good enough for Storm. Okay, I Wolverine's think... only good. Uh, he's only good enough for Storm in Days of Future Past. Any attempt to make that a present day romance, I'm not uh, on board yeah. with. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I, as much as I love these characters, she is my queen. I don't think anyone's worthy enough. Okay. That being said, this new guy. I liked seeing them together. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, like, but this guy's human. He doesn't have any powers. It doesn't matter because love is love, my friend. That's like, he's a good person. It's like how Julia Roberts is married to like a camera guy sort of thing. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes like like, it, like you you don't have like, oh, the two celebrities should get together. It's right. like, no, the, the, the every man, like if you're watching um, Ted Lasso a couple I, episodes no. ago, okay, a couple episodes ago, Rebecca had a, a romance with some random uh, Dutch guy. And it's like, oh, this guy's perfect. But he's like a guy who lives on a boat. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just anti-Dutch. So I think that that's my thing. I don't like that. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they go on a date, but they're the premise. Of, I, I guess the premise of this this issue is that like after the sins of sinister storyline, Xavier is just like he's just like I'm the only one of the original three left, which is him, Moira, and 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 Magneto, and he's like I I don't know. He's just losing it a little bit, and he tries to invade Storm's mind, and Storm pushes him out. And she's like, she's like, I get what you're Wait, going through. In this through, issue? Yeah. And Storm's He's... like, I get what you're going through, but never come to Arako. Like, you are not allowed on Mars anymore. So Storm... I mean, yeah. Storm's being a badass. I love it. That That is... I, one thing I... I think they're finally starting to get right... And not because it like originally like is the more modern interpretation of Xavier as someone who is like not right. Like I, think- I mean, he is. I mean, okay. I I don't want to take too much credit from Xavier, but he he does play respectability politics, which is bad. Yeah. No. Not not like right. Right. Like right. No. Like how, oh. Yeah. 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 He's he's a frat. He's a like for a long long time. He had the perception that the X-Men had of him, which is daddy will save us. He's the strongest. We can always depend on him. He's faithful. And then obviously Onslaught, the first big crack in that. Um, But kind of they've been sort of fine tuning it over the years. And now, like, I think with the way Hickman sort of has brought him back into this and what the subsequent writers have taken is that like Xavier is a very, very fragile person. I like him being flawed. But, like, he's also, like, he 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 tries to, he takes the easy way out more than a lot of other people. 
yeah i also don't like the idea that like us mutants have to be better so that humans are are that we we you know are comfortable with us and it's like there there there's a middle ground between magneto and xavier yeah you know it was yeah it's, and that, and, yeah. and that's and that's that's the other thing is like as we're as we sort of pull apart the flaws of xavier we've started to realize the power of magneto right it's like magneto was not wrong right he is wrong cap like but not wrong like right. capital w wrong like like the version of that m on his <laughs> magneto <laughs> old school yeah but yeah. okay that's interesting i need to catch up x-men I'm red's not. good but so more uh, yeah. is more off the table or is more red she's i think she, cyborg moira is still alive okay she doesn't have any powers yeah because that's um, been since inferno yeah she got depowered. yeah yeah so because this issue was just mystique and uh destiny don't like her powers right well the fact is like anytime Mora would if Mora dies it resets the universe again yeah and it has a finite amount of times and then more that means you have to trust moira you know it's just yeah it's just it's too much you know um i don't know so x-men red was uh was my pick x-men red 11 um if you if you go in and you read it i have it's sitting there i need to catch up yeah um what are some other what are some other because i want to leave time for miller world stuff um Let's talk about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 25. Now, I'm going to be honest and hot take here. Hot take. This issue was good. I've been disliking this whole run, what most of this run. And especially, like, it took them, like, 22 issues to, like, finally reveal what happened. It's like, why? Yeah. It's been so long. It shows that what was missing from this run, from the jump, was context. Right, like we, it would have, it honestly would have been fun to see this play out in real time. The fact like in that the beginning, so much, yeah, yeah, this should have started with this story. Why a mystery just for mystery's sake? Come on, yeah, a mystery for two years. Or yeah. let, I mean, I don't know. No, it's not two years. I forget. Spider Man comes out like three times a month. Um, Does it? Like twenty five, something like that. It comes out at least oh. uh, twice a month. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like way like that was such a mistake. And I think the fact that this issue was good because this issue gave us context and we finally could understand this story and why everyone is acting the way they are, like this would have been so much better to see it happen. And to like April twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. So it's been a year. A year. Right? A year. So twice a month. So issues twice a month yeah but yeah a year a year of this and also need like they better not kill mary jane i'm just saying it i don't think they will but like i don't think they will but like also like teasing it such a way like it's just like all right i just i just feel like by the way i don't know if you saw all these cheesecake variant covers but they're too like j scott campbell's too much man like I don't know. I just feel like he's re- he reduces all the female characters to cheesecake, man. And yeah. like, 
I don't I saw, know. I saw Frank Cho's sketch cover on his Instagram the other day, mm-hmm. and it's Jean Grey with her butt oh, exposed because yeah. uh, Cyclops was checking at her ass <laughs> and blaster. And it's like, okay, it's like, and just if Frank that's Cho, all you just, do, though, okay. I mean, Frank Cho just seems to be leaning into it because I know he had problems. He, I think he 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 was facing some backlash, and he yeah. seems unfazed. And I don't know how to, what to take of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a thing in and of itself. Um, I think there, there's a scene where I thought in in this issue where MJ is hot, but she's also kind of powerful in a way. There was yeah. that, it's that scene where they're 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 living in this like apocalyptic kind of alternate dimension world. And they find two kids, right? And so that at least explains, like, okay, these aren't MJ and Paul's kids. They yes. have adopted them, right? They've They're adopted not them. So the but... amount of time that has passed, it's only been four years. I thought that it's been, like, ten years. I'm like, why aren't they drawing her ten years older? But they do draw her a little bit older in this. Um, when they're sitting next to each other. You see yeah. a little bit of an older Mary Jane. Um I didn't hate Paul in this either. Everybody's been hating on Paul, and I have been too. But in this, I was like, I see them coming together. I mean, speaking of, you read comic books long enough, you just sort of get it. It's like, Paul's not going to be around forever. No. So it's just like, I don't mind not hating Paul. It's also like, Paul, you're not the first guy to come into this room and dance your dance. He'll be gone soon. He's probably going to get turned by whatever this thing is. No, I think he'll die. I think he'll go out hero's death. No, I think he's going to get turned. If he dies a hero's death, his death will be perverted by being brought back like this guy was brought back at the end of the issue. Mm. I, I, that's, I'm, I'm thinking Paul will be used because it's, I mean, that's good. That's good psychological torture. Like MJ finally finds a solid connection with another person who's not Peter with, and, and without it being like icky, like it's just, it is what it is. It's right. just time happened. Well, and, that's what they say developed. in this, right? Yeah. He says, and I it, literally never stopped. And she's like, I understand. Yeah. But what but, are you, you going to do? Well, fight was, four they, years? You're going to race four years? They did. I that, understand uh, where she's coming from. Th- they did this in agents of shield. With Fitz and Simmons, uh, Simmons gets uh, sent to another planet. Yeah. And she meets a guy and falls in love with him, but then he's killed by Hive and taken over. Right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, Paul's definitely not making it. I'm calling it right now. Paul will be dead by issue 100 of this run. We're only 25 issues in. Yeah. Paul's not... Within the next 75 issues, Paul will die. The next three years. Yes. Wait, three years would be an issue 100, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whatever. That's, I mean, You're giving I, a I, long time. I, I mean, I, I would... What's up? Yeah, like seventy five more issues for Paul to die, probably. Okay, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. Well, yeah, no, probably within the next year. Maybe, maybe I should be less. I should be have a hotter take and say he's not making yeah, it to fifty. Okay, all right. Paul's Paul's not making it to the. Paul's issue. not making it to fifty. His body might make it to fifty, 
but his soul will not. Okay. All right. Um, uh, also, I just realized that if Paul dies, could Peter be stepdad? Are well, we going like, to see, are we going to see them have kids in like adopted kids? If Peter and MJ maybe. get together? I'm okay I mean, with it. I'm okay with that it. That would be such a slap in the face. <laughs> I think we had could... to suffer through brand new day just for 15 years later, Peter and MJ to be back together with kids in the main series. Like I want them to have you don't want them to have kids? No, no. I'm just saying, like I want why growth. Did, why didn't you do that in the first place? Different why editorial. That's the, this? that's the thing. That's how I comics know, that's work. Fair. That's fair. You know? But yeah, no, it would, it would be hilarious. I, I think, don't know. Because it's well, like... Here's the thing. People don't want to write about babies. It, it, it happens in sitcoms. It happens in soap operas. It happens in comic books. When a baby is born, people want the baby to be born. And then they want the baby to be five. Like, that is just the way people like to do it that being said i think if they adopt these two kids and they have one biological child together then it's not always about the baby oh they're not now, they're not gonna have a kid for a long long time even if that is the trajectory i'm i'm going to i think a hotter take is and this is just my hopeful thinking i want peter to have a family i want him to have a biological child and i'm okay with these adopted children that's cool too because I want May Parker, right? Like that's just kind of I want, I want a little girl. Like I want little Spinneret or whatever her name is. Um, well, Spinneret or Spider Girl, you know, either or. I don't care. Well, because like Annie, Annie, Annie is the Annie is Spinneret. Yeah, Annie Spinneret, May and May Day. I'm I'm cool with either. Spider Girl. Basically, what comics is showing us is that we can have a legacy, we can have a growth, we can have a family. Wally West has his family back. Superman has a family, Batman has a family, and that's DC. But Marvel, to your point, you know, they aged up Jonathan Kent to be a, a, a young adult. Yeah, I agree. But like, what I mean is, in this, I do not have if, to agree. It's fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they aged him up. I, I get that. But but like, and, and Wally's family as well, right? You know, and I'm I'm okay with that. What I'm trying to say is that like, I want Peter to have a family, and I want Peter to be happy. So I yeah. would be willing to say to say that if if Paul dies within the next 25 issues i think peter but, and mj yeah. i think peter and mj are getting together before se issue 75 and i think they're having a kid by 100 all right so that's what you think that's what you think this run is going towards is establishing peter having a family yes because paul we we know for a fact paul can't last forever we don't know for a fact that those kids are going to die I mean, they got might get pulled back. Also, we haven't seen their parents. Yeah, we haven't confirmed that the parents are alive or dead. Their parents could still very easily be alive, and yeah. that's a very easy out. That's that is an easy out. But Peter or uh, uh, Ben and Alicia have kids now. They have the the Cree and the Scroll, and I love it. I love it. I love the family thing because it shows growth, and we can we have a whole spider family. We can tell younger stories with right yeah. um speaking of which silk number one um i liked it and just as an issue number one that being said like it didn't do much because it's in a dream in it's a dream reality right yeah i would have i would have liked 
to know the context like sprinkled in and then still end the issue how they did like with like showing that it's all a dream i would have liked to teases to that a little bit harder i would have yeah. liked to understand that because yeah especially with like the I, I was reading like the description of it before it's like back into the spider verse for silk and so like okay when it and so when it's a different context I immediately assume that this is not our Cindy Moo. Oh, you thought I it was, was like a multiverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it. That's the the what the description of the issue on the page like said. Like well, that's what the um the issue description is. It's like back in the Spider Verse, like teases that it's that when in actuality it's this dream prison that she's in. And right. so I would have liked to have seen that there was a curtain to look behind sprinkled in throughout the issue and then right. had the issue still end the way it did. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't like being in this alternate reality just like locked in with like the way we were. I think this was a, an okay issue one, because I've been, I've been wanting Silk to come back. I think as a longtime reader, I'm cool with this issue. If I, if I was a first time reader, I would not start here. Yeah, I was a first time Silk reader. Yeah, you you, have... you need to know that just like any pilot episode of a sitcom, a series, or whatever, you need to know the status quo before you mess it up, right? And yeah, and I don't. It's like, all right, this is just a Cindy Moon, so I'm not knowing that I need to connect with this Cindy Moon. I'm waiting for six one six R our Cindy to show up the whole time. Yeah, and then you find it at the end, the rug pool that oh, this was her. Now I got to go back and read the issue again. Like, it, it yeah. and it's not as and that's it's not a satisfying enough twist to have that. Oh, I got to go back and read this again. Now it's like, oh, okay, all right. We'll we'll get I, to it in issue two. Yeah, like, and so yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely think you're right. As a number one, it was definitely a misstep to just present this fake reality as reality. I think that was a mistake that they should have they should have let you know from the beginning. Yeah. This this is our this is Cindy Moon. Yeah. We're gonna do like 10, 15 seconds for any of these like next couple titles, uh, which is a All challenge right. for you and I, but we gotta we got we're gonna keep our you know, words clean. Uh Stargirl and Lost Children number six ends the arc for Stargirl and sets up a new status quo. Essentially, even though all the children do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all the children are saved except for one that has to do with literal, the literal fabric of time has to die, which is Wing, which is okay with me. Wing has to go back to the moment he died in order to keep the timeline safe. But the rest of the kids that have been plucked out are put into present time. They're not put all the way in the back past. So we're probably going to see these kids deal with the ramifications of being in a time and, and having their parents have already died everybody they knew dead very captain america but for all these kids but does it uh does it tease like it teases young justice society uh it teases um there's a big thing with with no but it Corky says like baxter does it say like look out for the in the pages of young just like does it set up a book is what i'm saying or does it just it lay... says the name on a chalkboard young justice society in the Time Masters chalkboard. Okay. That's it's that good. Is, 
No, but I'm just wondering, is, is this just a mini series or is this a launching of, of some sort? I think this is a launching of some sort because we also have we also have the Justice Society of America book and this, you know, and whatever will okay. come out of this. So, you know, All right. but yeah. that's what I got. Uh, let's okay, get, but it doesn't let, have like in in the, in the title font, like no, Young no. Justice Society, Young JSA. No, uh, I don't think they're going to call it Young like, JSA. I think they're trying to they're trying to do a Young Justice society not a young justice society that's the i see what you're saying i see see where you're putting the emphasis yeah uh tell me about spirit world number one and why i should care it looks cool it's cool art like for it 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 felt like and i think it was in the coloring that the coloring just felt too digital because it didn't serve the artwork. Like the art looks a little too like that faux anime when like Marvel was doing like the manga verse. Like, and so yeah, the the coloring is a little too digital and a little too clean that I think it's kind of messing up the artwork. But it's a fun, it's it's like a young, it's, it seems like it's a younger reader's story. Um, or at least like a, it's a teen book more than anything because it's scary it's got some stuff in it that's just like i'm not gonna give this to it like a nine-year-old but it seems to be like uh dc's like 13 to 19 year old book sort of and so young adult magic right yeah yeah Yeah. but like constantine's in it that's he's having a laugh it's see it's picking up the threads of lazarus planet it seems that this book seems to be coming from that um but yeah, it's interesting. While, it's, while it's, also very much like the Asian American celebration uh, anthology book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's something that I'm definitely um, gonna keep my eye on. It seemed yeah. like it was a fun book. Okay, and so I'll, uh, I'll I'm excited for it. And it I was always, on my I list, like, but I didn't get to read it. Yeah, I I always like seeing Constantine having to be like in a paternal role like when he yeah. ha- when he has a young ward a reluctant him. a reluctant because he's a reluctant yeah kind of but guy. also but also when he's in a younger reader book too like that it, it's not like it's a young it's a kid in a constantine book like right. i like when constantine goes into their book like because we get to see it's a little bit softer sunnier well but like again yeah. like it's real stakes and it's it's acknowledging that dc's magic is a dark place yeah. Like that's DC magic is probably the darkest corner of the DC universe. Yeah. Justice League Dark. The upside down yeah. man. Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, like in like in the in like cosmic, you have dark side, and like that's about it. Like it magic right. is where the messed up stuff goes in the DC yeah. universe. Yeah. Um, speaking about DC, tell me, and I, I should have jumped on Green Lantern number one. I have a soft spot for Hal, even though I don't like Hal, but uh, is it good or yeah. not? Good? Just tell me. It's good. Is it, it good? again? It's a, it's a, it's a number one. It's does it Hal's, show growth for Hal? He's or back is it just on Hal? Earth. Is it just it's Hal? It's it's Hal. Hal had growth as a Green Lantern, but coming back to civilian life, he's reverting to old Hal. Okay. And you see, in quiet moments, he's reflecting on because basically. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps, if you know the context, Green Lantern Corps, the, the Guardians have left and the United Planets has taken over. 
which if you know Legion, I believe it's the same entity just a thousand years earlier, but the, the Legion of Superheroes, yeah. the United Planets, yeah. that's the group. So that group in the 21st century has taken over command and basically, like always, the United Planets has an axe to grind against Earth. And so they quarantined 2814. Okay. Earth Earth sector. Yeah. And uh, reassigned all the, the Earth Green Lanterns. And so both Hal Jordan and John Stewart have resigned their post. But Hal so he's Jordan, not a Green Lantern? He has a Green Lantern. He has Green Lantern powers at the end, but it seems to be connected to uh, a Manhunter bot. Okay. But yeah, I didn't read what happened before, so I'm going in blind with the context of what happened, where he's coming from. But this was, yeah, Hal Jordan kind of a little man out of his time, a little bit like, hey man, you're a little bit of a boys club, and the world's moved on. Like he's 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 charged with flying drones, sort of thing. So that yeah. seems to be the vibe, like kind of fish out of water, Hal learning that the world's moving on and he needs to kind of play catch up after being so, off world for so long. I, I like other Green Lanterns better than Hal, but I think that the best that Hal can be is a Poe Dameron sort of hero. I like Poe Dameron, but like, you know, when Poe Dameron in The Last Jedi, he's like, I'm not going to listen to authority, you know? And then finds out that there was a much better plan that he ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what I hope for with Hal. And it seems and and like because Hal Jordan works best on Earth. Guy Gardner and John Stewart. Well, John Stewart I think is the bridge. Guy Gardner works way better as a cosmic Green Lantern. He's fun. He's fun in JLI, but he's yeah. be, he's he's better as a cosmic like with the other Green Lanterns hanging out there. And Hal Jordan's best when he's on Earth. I, I mean, Kyle Rayner is best when he's on Earth. That's that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what the two of them have in common. Um, and so, Hal Jordan being grounded on Earth, I think, is a good move for him because he's been cosmic for it seems like forever. Yeah, like so, getting him back and grounded, I think, will be a good move for the character. And the art's yeah. good. Sinestro's hanging out there for some reason. He's on Earth. There's a variant he's cover hit. with him in a black leather jacket hoodie. <laughs> It's Sinestro? There's a variant cover, yeah, with yeah, Sinestro kind just of, with the... He, he's at a bar and, like, trying to lay low. Of course. Yeah, he's in, it. like, two He's in like two panels. With his pink and purple skin? Yeah. Laying low. I'm... Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on from that, uh, just real quick, Extreme Venomverse, what's the point? I don't know. It's just the fun point Venom stuff it's 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 a, a anniversary year for venom okay cool 35th right. and so that seems to be that seems to be the point of it yeah um, daredevil daredevil 11 um daredevil 11 uh it's it's wild i don't know it's it's it is weird out of like if you're coming into it and you haven't read up to this point but like daredevil does some extreme violence at the end, which I'm okay with, because those Did people he? are. Why? Well, because it, it was... looked like it looked like a fake eye. No, he put a he put it was a round red eye. That it wasn't his put... real eye. Yeah, 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 something like that. And then he put it. He pushed it into that guy. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, what's but going he on, didn't but... pull his own eye out. 
right? Mm -hmm. Oh. I that's don't know. I thought yeah. that I thought that's what they were teasing that he cut out his own eye, then it's like psych, it's a fake eye, and then he shoves it in the other guy's eye. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. The, the art's really good though. I mean, it's definitely yeah. worth like, I it's, don't know. It's like leading us to the next step. Trans it's Zdarsky. a transitional issue. But like Zadarsky's been on him for our Daredevil for, for a while, right? Yeah. So it it seems like this is the one like from what i'm reading from the it like this might be building towards their conclusion oh. okay. like this might be the end of their what they've been building towards this whole time so we might be in store for a new daredevil status quo sometime soon mm. okay we shall, but I guess we'll we shall see but yeah i mean i didn't mind it i like this is why i don't mind like Bendis really pushed the grimness of Daredevil. Right. Like, it was just like, dude, man, just like, let him find a penny on the street. Jesus. Like, <laughs> it like it was just like so bad, like bleak. Yeah. Really yeah. bleak by the end of Bendis. And yeah. Brubaker didn't really turn things around. And then Mark Wade had his split. And I think... Zadarsky's balancing it right. Like he's definitely shifted back to Daredevil as a dark and more a more grim dark character, more in line with the 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 Mar the Frank Miller Marvel Knights status quo. Right. But like there seems to be like still a cavalierness carried over from Mark Wade that is retained. Yeah, that I like that I'm willing. Like, all right, Daredevil's hit hitting some. He's hitting some rock bottom places, but it doesn't feel desperate. Yeah, we. We'll, so, I like, mean, we'll I, see. I, he's getting. He seems like he's getting. I mean, he, no, he's and, and 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 like honestly, Zadarsky's put him through the ringer a couple times. Like yeah. Devil's Reign, stuff got real hard, and so, but he's maintained. A lightness to like I, I guess it's like Matt's more confident in himself. Yeah. And I and I like that. So yeah, that's why I've been like, all right. Like, cause I haven't really I probably am gonna like ingest all of the Zadarsky run like once it's, it's a done. It's a lot. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's lot. gonna be uh, there better but, be an omnibus or something. Yeah, because yeah, he's been on since Mark he took over from Mark Wade. Has just been doing it's been a yeah. lot. It's been years. It's been yeah, but and and like a couple reboots too. He's yeah. he's relaunched the book a couple times, and so All right. oh sorry, final thoughts about it. Yeah, no, just like I'm 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 very curious to see how this comes up the other side, where he yeah. where he wants to leave his Daredevil, where he wants to leave Matt Murdock at the end of this. Yeah, that says I'd say that says says just as much about your run is not where you take the character, but where you leave and where you step off the ride. Yeah. Says a lot. Yeah. Um, Wolverine Wolverine number 33 is just another issue of Beast being an asshole and Beast is great and it's working out and it was a good issue. Wolverine 33. Uh, finally, Miller World. Two titles came out this week. The Ambassadors number four. The premise of the series is that there is somebody in South Korea, uh, a scientist who figures out a way to give superpowers to people um, through technology and 
hosts a lot, like not a lottery, but almost a resume system. Like a, you got to submit a cover letter to why you are a good person and why you should be a part of their super team that they're building. Um, the thing is, is that they're not leading to like, what is the actual conflict of the book? And with Nemesis Reloaded number five makes me think that the conflict of the book will then not be in the series itself, but in the event crossover, because it seems like they're building up a bunch of good guy characters, but on Nemesis Reloaded number five, they're building bad characters. I feel like the ambassadors are going to fight the people from Nemesis. Yes. Which, spoiler, at the end, you find out. It's not the people from Nemesis. It's the people from Wanted. So it's a big old shared universe with Miller uh, World titles, which they've kind of been hinting at for a long time now. They've been... It, that, the real, that the real world heroes and kick-ass, there is a power behind the scenes, right? There are... Yes. There are superpowers behind the scenes. Well, because uh, so it, it's basically saying that this is all set in the same wanted world, which right. you understand the premise of wanted. Wanted is in the, uh, basically in 1986, the real world used to be comic book world. Yes. Like w- the world that we live in now is a world that used to look like the Silver Age. Yes. Then in 1986, which coincides with Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, mm-hmm. the supervillains all got together because they realized the open secret that there are more supervillains than superheroes. They all get together, defeat the superheroes. Then to make their, their victory permanent, they build a machine to erase every ounce of superheroic comic book shenanigans in existence from existence yes and so the real except for world, them. that except for that yes and they form the fraternity which are the secret rulers of the world and that mm-hmm. is the context in which we enter wanted and wanted mm-hmm. is about wesley gibson as played by james mcavoy in the terrible adaptation which uh, we don't talk about because not only is it just a terrible movie it's, or a terrible adaptation it's a terrible movie we don't need it but also james mcavoy was well cast i would have loved to have seen his wesley actual wesley i want a netflix even though wanted is so fucking edgy that like it's grim dark edgy shock oh value. it is like yeah. it's well, the, it's hopelessness i mean eminem is the physical basin uh yeah the character he's model. the inspiration for wesley yeah and Halle Berry was the character model for whatever her name is. The Fox. The and Fox. then Gene Hackman was the Lex Luthor character. Uh, Mr. Rick just did, the, the Joker character really didn't have any basis because no. he was basically what if the Red Skull was the Joker? There are wild character stuff in Wanted. Like, like 666 of the world's most evil people's poop. Yeah. Put together Shit to had. make shithead which is a clay yeah. face yeah he's clay the, here's the clay face but he, he is 666 of the world's most evil people's poop yeah it's yeah it's wild stuff it's wonderful it's one of my it's honestly it's it's one of my favorite comics definitely my favorite mark miller comic here here's the problem with wanted and i love wanted but that's also because i have i'm i am media literate 
I am, I understand, like I have reading comprehension and I can understand certain things, but it falls into the same trap that Fight Club and those type of stuff does is by showing shock value and satirical, like Mark Miller, his satire in The Ultimate it, is also an example of like people being like, missing the point, not you, understanding. You go, yeah. The risk of sat- satirizing violence is glorifying violence. Yeah. That's, that's the risk you run of satire. Well, it's also violence. risk of satire, satirization in general. If it's too good, It'll, it'll go over the point. It'll go over the heads of the people who most yeah. need to hear people the People don't see the scene, but, you know? Yeah, no, I, I will definitely grant... Like, that is very fair. That is very fair. It, it is edgelordy bullshit, and it could very easily end up in the hands of the people who wear Punisher uh, logos unironically. Yeah. Right. But, like... I just or love the, that, the boys. That, uh, the boys comic is utter garbage, but the show is smart oh, and boys, satirical. Yeah. But then some people miss the point of the show, and I'm like, what? That's yeah. wild. It is, but yeah, but because the original Nemesis, to say it it mm-hmm. is an anticlimax, the original Nemesis, right. and so anticlimactically that. I like was on board with how this started. Like, there's no like we do not know who the original Nemesis was. Whatever right. origin story he gives us is bullshit and fake. Um, but then there's a twist that the the commission the commissioner Gordon analog in that book he goes on a vacation and gives and receives a bottle of wine that's been waiting for him for twenty years. It's like, what does it even mean? But this. <laughs> This, like, gives the right amount of actual backstory to make us understand this character and side with him. And powers exist. That's what has to happen. Like, yeah. that there is a supernatural element to this with the the forgotten president that had Ronald Reagan as his vice president. But then when they rewrote society or rewrote reality, Ronald Reagan became the president. Yeah. So they, yeah, they said that this was the the guy who won the Republican nomination and the presidency in 1980, and sworn in 81 with Reagan as his VP. And so in 86, when they took over, they rewrote it to make Reagan was always president. But yeah, that was because honestly, it. I had no idea that that was even that wanted, it being in the same universe as wanted, I had no idea, because honestly, that like. I don't th- think he ever thought of that originally. In the first with, Nemesis? In the first Nemesis, or even Wanted. That Wanted is the... like. I don't think he realized that Wanted was the foundational comic he needed for oh, the world. Yeah. For that Kick-Ass. Because think about yeah, Kick-Ass. Cause he, well, yeah, because Kick-Ass like, was like, oh, what if that happened in the real world? It's like, dude, you, you, you're, telling, you're establishing a real world a fake real world and wanted that you could very easily say that's the kick-ass world as well. Right. And I think he has a really, he has, like, I I am growing to like Mark, Mark Miller, the older he's getting. His, his edges are getting sanded down and he's like, he's pumping out better stories now. Other than Prodigy. Prodigy was yeah. crap. I mean, yeah, he still has stuff to go and not it, but I mean, he's like, <laughs> But also, like, damn, that guy is pumping out. He is his own imprint. And no right. writer has ever been as 
like pumped out as much as he has. Yeah. For his own imprint. Like he's, he's like, not all his rap- books fit though. Not all his books will fit in this yeah. universe. Yeah. No, there's going to be some that don't, but like, because MPH was, I think the first MPH yeah. or Supreme were the first ones to kind of lay the foundation of there is a real world. And then there's a movie world. It's like the Tarantino verse where some of the movies are the actual world and some of them are the movies that people in his world would go see. Like Jupiter's, okay, so Jupiter's Legacy, that stuff is Jupiter's Legacy is a movie. Yeah. But it's a movie based, it's a movie that comes from the innate desire of, we used to live in the world of Jupiter's Legacy. Right. Like we used to, you know, Mark Miller, like, he got that idea when he was a kid because his brother was a piece of shit. He was a, he was like a kid reading comic books. He's like, why why aren't there superheroes? He's like, oh, there were superheroes. Oh. Just before you were born, all the superheroes, the, the, they got erased. Mm. And like, oh yeah, no superheroes used to exist. They don't anymore. And so that's, that's what yeah. his, his brother told him that as a kid. Yeah. And he, and he remembers like as a kid being heartbroken by it. And then remembered it when he was an adult as a writer, like that'd be a great idea. Yeah. I'm, I want to, I want to start like, I think with the reveal of this, maybe I should do a Miller world podcast episode just to go through Miller's work. So. Well, the, the, yeah, big games coming out in July. So that wouldn't be a bad idea. There's also a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to look through. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out, but we don't, we don't have much time. What's up? But you know what, what this mean? means? You know who we're gonna see fight? Hit girl versus Wesley. Yeah, I mean, I want to see Hit Girl kill some super villains, like some yeah. actual super. But you think she's gonna die? I think she's gonna die. I think she's gonna whoop some ass. No, kick ass. Like. Hit Girl's the one who deserves to know to learn the truth before either kick ass. This is either gonna be a wild ass. okay. Okay, I we can't get into this. This is this is a lot. Yeah, but no, I want I, yeah, like I I because I finished this book like two hours ago, so I'm still kind of processing my yeah. glee. This is also like that book came out so long ago, and like I thought the story was done, and the fact that Mark Millar found a way to not only bring the characters back, but to and like they're older. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's gonna be wild. I want to. I want to see what happens to the, what has happened to the fraternity since then. That that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, this is gonna. This we is gonna we gotta like... go back. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to do a deep dive into Miller World stuff uh, soon enough. Trevor, I want to thank you, man, so much for coming on this show and talking with me about everything that came out this uh, uh, this week and plus some. You know, um, where can people find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm at Trevor Copter. Um on all socials um i don't really have much going on i'm I'm, uh if you're in los angeles um i am helping to tech a show in north hollywood uh called bedtime stories um Mm -hmm. it's gonna be um but i'm at my calendar right here it's basically the 19th the weekend of the 19th and the weekend of the 26th we're gonna have shows every uh night 7 30 north hollywood um and so i'll probably if you if you follow me on social media you can find out where to get tickets for that um Mm -hmm. and also if you are um 
in Hollywood, in the LA area. The month of June is Hollywood Fringe Festival. It is this awesome month of new works. Um, people, very, very passionate people putting up a lot of theater in Los Angeles, in East yeah. Hollywood. So that's where I want you to go in June. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Trevor, always a pleasure. Um, everybody out there, if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show. If you're listening to the podcast, it's where you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Wherever you guys are watching us, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you're listening. Write a review. Do something. Let us know. Uh, we are on social media at the Keeg show on Twitch and uh, uh, TikTok and Instagram, those are our two major ones, TikTok and Instagram, at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, at The Keeg Show, slash The Keeg Show, so on and so forth. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to donate to The Keeg and help keep us afloat. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. You find a tier, a subscription tier that works for you. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. And um, mostly goes for our advertising budget. Uh, we got to get new viewers and new listeners on here this is comic talk it's the show brought to you by the key where we talk about different comic books every single uh week um it is every thursday and we have the key talks every weekend and the after shows that will be starting up soon the secret invasion after show i think starts up in about a month or so that's our late night after Ooh. show where we talk about marvel uh those marvel and star wars shows literally right after they air we watch it and then we talk about it so we got a lot of cool stuff coming at you from the keeg we got san diego comic-con in july um so a lot of cool stuff so definitely stay tuned for all of that uh once again um thank you guys so much for watching thank you trevor so much for coming on i am your host Dimitri Pereira, and this has been comic talk for the week of may 11th 2023 take care everybody bye-bye